Big game on Saturday as BC's heading to Winston-Salem to face the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. It's a big spread. I don't know how I'm feeling about it, but I know Mitch has got his thoughts. We get into the prediction. We're going to give you previews in this game. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Hello and welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. BC, 2-4 and four in the season. Wake Forest, they are 5-1. and one. And on today's show, we're going to give you our previews and predictions on a game. I don't know. Not feeling too great about, but I'm going to get Mitch's take on this. Mitch, Mitch Wolf, how's it going? Doing good. Uh, I'm, I think we're of one mind with regards to this game. Um, you know, Wake is a lot like the team that BC faced at the end of last year. I, I think you could technically say BC is more healthy than they were when they faced Wake last season, but uh, not sure the result's going to be much different in the end. All right. So obviously you're looking at Boston College and the big issue, I mean, I feel like a broken record. I've talked about it 60 times already is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game that presents some unique challenges for that offensive line, mostly because we don't know if Finn Durstein is going to play. We don't know if Drew Kendall is going to play, but talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how they, you think they could actually handle this way Forest uh, front line. Um, are we talking about BC's offense? In this yeah. Case? BC, okay. BC, okay. Yeah. Um, like I said, I think earlier in the week, I think this is another game where BC has a decent opportunity to run the ball. Um, and I think, like I said, that they're going to need to do that to uh, make sure that they hold on to the ball, give the defense rest because Wake's uh, offense runs very fast, uh, quick tempo, and they try to get explosive plays when the defense is tired. So they're going to need to find ways to get the um, the defense rest by holding on to the ball, you know, not going three and out with three quick passes, you know, run the ball, try to extend drives that way. Um, I'm trying to look. Wake Forest is ninth or, yeah, ninth in the ACC in terms of uh, rushing yards given up. Uh, so, you know, bottom half, but you know, not too bad. Um, I think, you know, Wake has some good defensive line, but nothing like Clemson had last week. So I think, you know, ideally BC will have some opportunities. Uh you might see them try to do a similar thing that they did against Clemson with using more misdirection uh, to try to negate some of Wake's speed. But I think BC also will have some size advantages on the offensive line, given Wake's defensive scheme, like Louisville's kind of prioritizes speed and quickness versus size and power. And I got a question for you. It's an interesting matchup because it's two teams coming off a bye. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to play into maybe potentially a sloppy start for both teams? No, I think quite the opposite. I think teams coming off buys usually play a lot better because they've had an extra week to one, get healthy and two, to like drill certain aspects of their game. You know, a lot of it's technical, like, you know, not as many penalties, you know, you know what the play calls are. So less of that and then just better execution across the board. So I think I think this kind of if anything hurts BC more because you would hope that BC would get an advantage against the opponent coming off a buy, BC coming off their own buy, but 
that advantage is negated by Wake coming off their own bye as well. And additionally, you know, the last time Wake was on the field, they played Army, which is, you know, Ar- Army's been good for the last few years. They're a bit down this year, uh, but, you know, Wake and, or, uh, sorry, Army and Clemson are two completely different opponents. And of course, Wake blew out Army 45 to 10. Yeah. So it, I, I have to, you have to look at like the, what BC needs to do here. And you, you know, if you're a betting person or you're you're someone who looks at a line and you're going, how many points is BC going to need to win this game? What's a reasonable number to look at to say, okay, if BC scores X, they can win this? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're talking in hypotheticals here, Grant. It, uh, Mitch, excuse me. It, it might honestly be like 30 points. Uh, oh, but, God. I mean, the thing is, is like it, the, you think about, you know, BC needing to score points to win this game. And the more points they score, that means, you know, Wake has also scored that amount of points. So you, you envision a game script where BC and Wake are in a shootout, which doesn't, you know, most of those scenarios where it's a shootout, BC doesn't win. So, you know, maybe like, maybe, I don't know, maybe their defense just really finds something against Wake they can stop. And maybe they only need like 28 points. And, you know, Wake has a bad day. They turn the ball over a few times. Maybe they don't get as many uh, you know, big plays off defensive pass interference penalties, you know, their receivers have a bad day or I don't know, something. Um, yep. So I think you kind of have to go with maybe a, a lower score there. So maybe like BC gets 28 points, you know, they maybe get a defensive score. Maybe, I mean, maybe that would be it. You know, they, the offense scores four touchdowns and then the defense gets a fluky defensive touchdown and that's how they get over 30. But yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the number of plausible game scripts for BC to win this game, there are not many, honestly. It's the Doctor Strange uh, in the Avengers when he's looking. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I've seen a million different outcomes for this game. How many are we going to win? There's one (laughs) or whatever he says. Um, But I I agree. Like when you look at a game like this, right? What is the script to beat a team like Wake? And that is to keep their offense off the field, get sustained drives that kill the clock and really keep them from getting in any sort of rhythm. Yeah, what, yeah. What, yeah. What, the problem with that is, is like Wake's offense is, I mean, I wouldn't say they're reliant on explosive plays, but like that's a big part of their offense. So like even if BC, you know, let's say like they put together a great drive, you know, 12, mm-hmm. 15 plays, you know, 78 yards and they run the ball, take eight minutes off the clock. And then, you know, then Wake comes on the field, you know, they run the ball for a few yards and the next play they hit like an 80 yarder or something. And then you're just like, oh, well, we just worked all that for nothing, essentially. So. Yeah, like you're saying, you know, not, not many possible futures for a po- a positive outcome for BC here. Right. And so even if they run the ball, I mean, what's BC's biggest issue is that they can't sustain drives. They can't get third downs mm-hmm. and you need a good offensive line to do that. They don't have that. No. So it goes back to what's the other option. It's a shootout. And this BC offense, I mean, I guess if they're blocking and they can can hold their own there, you could get the offense clicking a little bit. But that's a big ask. Yeah, I mean, if they found a way to kind of be more consistent in the quick passing game, then maybe, you know, if if Phil's having one of his really good days where he's just distributing the ball really well and, you know, they're throwing on early downs and that kind of opens up some of the run game, maybe, um, you know, maybe Phil uses his legs a little more to get some drives going, you know, some more designed runs for him. But, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just tough to really chart a, you know, a realistic outcome where bc is like you know going drive for drive score for score with wake forest all right so in our next segment i want to look at wake forest's defense but more so because we've talked about it a bit gonna look at um the our predictions for this game and any other last thoughts that mitch has 
about BC and Wake Forest so we can get past this game and get on to the real meat of the season. Five other games that BC could win uh, or possibly win. Let's, let's, let's be realistic here. I don't want someone saying, I, AJ, you said you're going to win five games. <laughs> I get words taken out of my mouth all the time, Mitch. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. And it's easy to play and while you're watching your favorite team play. I love Underdog. It's so easy to use. You just make select a bunch of different players. You can pick someone like Tyler Van Dyke to have higher than 240 yards and a half, uh, pass, passing yards. Will Mallory having 55 and a half receiving yards. You have Virginia Tech's Caleb Smith higher than 67 and a half receiving yards. You just you can go down there and you can pick whatever you want for college football. Remember, if you're in Massachusetts, you can't do that. <laughs> if you're listening to this anywhere else in the country that has this, you can do that, right? But in Massachusetts, you can do it with pro football, which is a lot of fun. That's what I use Underdog for. I use it to when I'm watching my NFL games. Um, and it's so easy to play. And it's available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team. And if they decide and if decide if they will finish higher or lower, one of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. So sign up with the promo code locked on, one word. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, deposit $100 and get $100 free. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store, Google Play Store. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on, one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. All right, we're talking about this game. We're looking at... uh, And Wake Forest. And on yesterday's show, I had Cam Lemon of a uh, demon deacon digest of two, four, seven sports. Um, they're, they're the part of the network I work for. And he talked a lot about wake. We got a good uh, uh, update about what they look like. It was interesting. We talked to him a little bit about too, how wake could be a, a great script for BC football to kind of build their program because you've seen Sam Hartman, you know, he he's had that ability to play for, for wake forest for eight years or so. <laughs> I mean, the Perry Ellis of ACC football. It's like Ryan Day in the picture I got up there right now. <laughs> just looks like that age. Like you, <laughs> you, you could line the two of them up, and you not not it'd be close in age. But I mean, is this offense? If this Wake Forest offense, it, does BC have the guns to stop them? I don't think they do. Yeah, I'm not really sure they do. Um... You know, I, I think, again, BC's secondary is, is decent, um, you know, assu- assuming that everybody on the secondary is healthy. You know, I know Elijah Jones and uh, Josh DeBerry exited the last game and then CJ Burton missed the game. So, you know, if they're down their top three corners, you know, it, it's it's not going to be a good scene. But BC, it, let's... BC football put a picture up of practice from a couple of days ago and and we'll, uh, Elijah Jones was in it. OK, so we'll, we'll just operate under the assumption that all all three corners are playing. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, I think BC matches up well there because I think Josh DeBerry matches up well against uh, their slot receivers, whoever it may be. I know Taylor Morin's one of them. Um, I know the, uh, there's another guy they have that they've using a lot. Uh, Kishon Williams. Yep, that's him. OK, so he's kind of their newer slot guy. Um, that's a good matchup. I think Elijah Jones matches up well against A.T. Perry. Uh, despite when people think A.T. Perry actually has not been doing so great with the contested catches, only two on six opportunities. He's had three drops. Um, so, you know, I, that that's a he's a, a matchup weapon you have to look out for. But, you know, I think Elijah Jones has a decent shot there. Uh, so then it kind of falls to C.J. Burton. And can he contain the other outside receiver, Donovan Green, or if they're playing uh, Jamal Banks out there a little bit. So that'll be something to track. Um, and then obviously, can BC 
you know, if Wake, I think Wake is perfectly comfortable, like if BC is just going to give them the run, you know, Wake is willing to run the ball into light boxes. Um, so, you know, can the six defenders in the box, can the defensive line and the linebackers get off blocks and make sure that, you know, Wake has to pass? Because if, 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 if they, if Wake just wants to, if Wake can run the ball down BC's throat, they're going to do that. Um, this whole offense is predicated on taking what the defense gives you. So, you know, it's going to be up to like individual efforts from guys, you know, being disciplined in their gaps, getting off blocks. Um, And like I said, like I've been decently impressed with BC's run defense um, the last few weeks, but this is a different animal. Like this is kind of, it's, it's not exactly like the triple option, but it's a different, you know, way of of attacking that you need to be prepared for. And luckily that they do have that buy, which is great, but you know, I, I think Wake just kind of wears you down with that tempo and just the number of plays they want to run where eventually you just get mentally worn down that you make a mistake. And uh, I'm not saying that's, you know, bad on anybody for BC or, any, or anybody on any team, honestly. It's just the natural way of things. So yep. I think BC is going to need some luck here. You know, like they're going to need to luck into some turnovers, you know, a, a tip ball that gets intercepted or a fumble that gets recovered in that kind of way. Um, you know, maybe being more aggressive at going for the ball or, you know, in terms of ripping out for fumbles or trying to get interceptions, you know, it, the last the last game DeBerry has the interception for Clem, uh, against Clemson and, you know, sets the BC offense up really well. You know, they're going to need something like that. Um, you know, so l- like we said, you know, BC has not been helped by turnover or injury luck to for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they kind of regress back towards me and they get some lucky bounces that go their way. And that's that's what they're going to need to win this game, honestly. All right. So let's get let's give our predictions. I'll go first. I, I gave this on um, Cam Levin's podcast yesterday. I told him on when he came on mine, I wasn't going to give my preview. Um, but my prediction was really close to what he had. Um, I just see this as another game that's kind of been a hallmark of Jeff Halfley in the last two years where BC can hold their own in this game where maybe they make a couple stops in the first and maybe that part of the second quarter kind of keep it close with weight going into the lead with a lead, like a smaller ish lead into the, into halftime. And then just the wheels falling off in the second half. Like either the offense is not doing enough or wakes offense is just too much. And so, I mean, it's depressing, but my, I, you know, the spread is 20 and a half. I think wake will cover that. I'm going to go with something like 42, 14. Yeah, I'm thinking similarly. Um, I'll say 38-17. I think it'll be a little lower scoring. Um, you know, maybe they kind of. I, th- I think BC. I think BC might be able to sustain some of those drives. Um, you know, to time to kind of take some time off the clock so Wake can't score as many points. But I, I think that that offense is just it's just operating too well at this point. Um, that I don't really think BC is going to be able to, I'm not sure if I think that it's going to be kind of like the Clemson game where they hold on for a half. I I think, I think they might just be kind of trailing by a sizable margin, kind of just as for the whole game. You know, I don't think BC is ever going to be in a position really to make this a competitive game. Maybe once the first quarter or the first 20 minutes are over. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go 38, 17. So I think that's not a cover for BC and definitely, I think the under is definitely in play here. I don't, I don't think, Again, I, I don't foresee a shootout happening, um, and I don't foresee. I honestly, and I know I don't foresee this being a blowout in the realm of the Florida State game, but somewhere kind of between that and the Clemson game. And uh, before we go, I, I I I look at where teams are like programs are at, and I I wonder why some bigger programs, I, I, looking at you, Nebraska, have mm-hmm. not looked more at Dave Clawson as a guy who can. 
he's a good coach. Like he put together, and I know a, a school like Nebraska has the attention span of a fly. They don't have the the patience to let. They him don't have a lot else going on out there, so you know. Right, <laughs> right. But don't you feel like he should be a guy that is talked about more for some of these coaching jobs? I, I definitely think so. You know, I, I think some people are kind of worried about. And it's it's funny because I, I think you're going to I think you're seeing this pivot happening a lot more. And this isn't a fully original thought by me. I've heard it some other places, but you're seeing a lot of coaches that kind of ascend through the ranks of being of being specifically head coaches. Um, you know, think about Lance Leopold for Kansas or Leopold, yep. how he went from division three to uh, Mac team to a bottom barrel big 12 team. Like for when he when he got to Kansas, it was definitely bottom of the barrel. Um and I think the reason why you see these kinds of coaches succeed is because they get used to trying to win and find ways to succeed without having all the resources. And as you get more and more resources, these coaches still are in the mindset, okay, like how can we maximize what we have? And when you get to bigger programs, you see them succeed more. Like even think about like a guy like Matt Campbell, who yep. you know was at Toledo before Iowa state. And I mean, Iowa state was a pretty much bottom of the barrel program when he got there and there are some people saying he might've overstayed his welcome, but I mean, at this point he's just He himself has raised the expectations for Iowa state to a point that, I mean, he can't even sustain it, which is kind of, you know, the, the, the other side of the sword for him, which sucks. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think Clausen really likes where he's at. You know, he's got this really good thing going Wake Forest where they're winning between eight and 10 games every year. Like, yep. and, and this, I don't think that that program is, it's not a point where they're going to be, you know, if they have a down year, he, nobody's going to come calling for his head. You know, the expectations there are still pretty low. So it's like, hey, like, you know, we're doing good. And he, I think he likes kind of coaching this different kind of style where it's a weird kind of offense. You know, he has, you know, he has to get smart kids to come to Wake Forest. And I mean, he he might just be one of those guys where it's like, hey, like, I really like it here. So you're going to really need to shell out some ex- excessive money to lure me away. But you know, he's, I, I don't know exactly how old he is, but it's not like he's a spring chicken. Who's like, he might just be like, listen, like I like living in Winston Salem and, you know, winning a lot of games at this college and he might be you know happy with that, which I have more, all the more power to him. I respect that highly. And I, yep. in, a, in the toxic culture that is college football coaching. Right. Like at some point, like you find where you're at, you're happy with the money and, and the challenge that your program is, is, giving you and and you you live it right you don't have to always chase going and going and going because how many of those coaches end up burning themselves out or Mm -hmm. losing or or having to start all over again and wishing that they were back where they're at i mean just even look in the conference like look a guy like bronco mendenhall who went from byu to virginia and obviously they're like again virginia not like this extremely high pressure situation but you know he made that program really good you know they had some really good years and he was kind of surprisingly retired and was just like listen like I'm burnt out. Like this is exhausting. And I, I don't, again, I don't know how old these guys Brian are. Hart. I mean, it's not just him. I mean, Brian Harrison too, from uh, oh, at I mean, Auburn. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, Auburn is, is a, is a host unto itself of being, uh, you know, the, the cesspool of all the things that are bad about college football. Yep. Uh, anyways, Mitch, I'm going to let you go. So we got our predictions in um, and we'll talk to Mitch again on Monday to, to review this, uh, to review this game and talk about what we saw. Mitch, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Mitchell T. Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. Um, yeah, just follow me there for I'll, I think I'll actually be around to watch all this game. So I'll be tweeting out thoughts as the game's going on. And then um, we'll see about if we're doing a live recording after or whenever you'll hear my thoughts on how yep. this game. We'll let you know on Saturday morning if we can do live after the show. Mm-hmm. But um, make sure you check check social media. We'll, we'll put it up. 
All right, thanks, Mitch, for joining us. In a moment, big news for BC basketball as they land a major recruit for the class of 23. You're not going to want to miss about what this guy could bring to the Eagles. This is Locked on BC, AJ Black. Before we get into our last topic, again, I want to thank each and every one of you that have subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you have not yet, just go to youtube.com, put in Locked on BC. If we go live after a game, which I'm going to do more often during basketball season, I'm going to tell you that right now, but we will be doing that. You'll get the podcast fresh to your fresh to your feed right away. You can comment. You can interact with our BC fans. You can vent. You can sing your praises, whatever you want. Hit that subscribe button. I have made a uh, goal for myself that I want 600 subscribers to our YouTube channel before the start of the basketball season. Right now, we are 19 subscribers away. I 19 subscribers. We're at 581 right now. And I want each and every one of you that are listening that haven't done it yet, even if you're not going to listen on YouTube, that number helps people find our podcast. It puts us up on their algorithm. Go to BC and hit that subscribe button right now. Just hit it. And then you're going to get our podcast every time you go on. So I apologize. I'm losing my voice again. BC basketball has been on fire in terms of the expectations around this program and just the, just the feel around the program. And it got even better on Thursday afternoon as center Jaden Hastings from IMG Academy in Florida committed to Boston College. This is a 6'10 center, a three-star on 247, a four-star on Rivals and on three in ESPN, but a guy with loads of offers. He had offers from UF, UCF. Uh, okay, UFC, he's not a fighter. Uh, UCF, Florida, Clemson, you name the Southern school, they've offered him. He went up to BC on an official visit just a week and a half ago, met with Earl Grant and the staff, and they sold him. He said, I see the future of this program. It's bright. I want to come to Boston College. Boom, BC landed him. And again, this is just another aspect of where Earl Grant is taking a program that was so mired in 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 the weeds of of mediocrity and below <laughs> mediocrity. Let's forget about mediocrity of just awful basketball, and he's building depth. I think that's the exciting part. You're seeing guys when you're reading these scouting reports, and this this is what you're hearing about Hastings. He's a he's a physical, athletic player. His offense might need a little work but he's very good on the defensive end and good on the boards. He's athletic. He's physical. That's every guy that they've got, whether it's Fred Payne, their other 23 guy or Prince Oligby or Armani mighty. You're seeing a specific type of player that BC is attracting and filling into a system that Earl Grant is building, which is that gritty, not pretty, the, the defensive minded, really um, energy based uh, program. And again, I bring that back to what people continue to, to, to lean back on. What other coach in BC history did something just like that? Al Skinner. And what did Al Skinner do? He brought BC to a level that that basketball program didn't do for years before and hasn't seen anything close to that since. So it, we don't know if it's going to work yet. 
I mean, it's year two. He won a couple ACC tournament games, but truth be told, he won only three games in the entire season, right? That being said, it's hard to not believe what Earl Grant is doing here. Jaden Hastings is just another example because you're now, you now have two centers, two athletic centers moving forward. And that is exciting. You're not getting stiffs. You're not getting guys that are just tall. You're getting physical guys, guys that are athletic. That's all you can ask for. That's that, that for that, for this kind of team. I love it. I think this is another great get for Earl Grant. I think we're starting to see some special stuff and I cannot wait for the season to start because I think I can't wait to see what Conti forum looks like. The excitement around this program is buzzing between the sickos and all the other laps fans that maybe have kind of uh, twinkled away are coming back. It's, it's, it's got a buzz. And for the first, and that, that in itself is more than enough. If BC goes 15 and 14 and they're just kind of there, that's improvement. You build off of that. That's okay. Even if some of us are hoping for the tournament this year, if they improve, that's all you can ask for. You can hold your head high and you know that the ticket sales and, and that feel around the program is going to continue to build. You got the new practice facility. You got these new recruiting classes. You're going to have Fred Payne, another defensive minded guard to go with um, Jaden Hastings, as we have up on the screen. It's good. It's good around BC basketball. I think folks are getting excited about this. So this is AJ. I'll be back again Monday. If and follow me on Twitter. If you have not done so already, follow me on Twitter to make sure that you get up-to-date information uh, at AJ Black underscore BC. I'm also the publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Sports Network. I have I, I knew about Hastings and my readers knew about it like three days before he announced. Just gonna say that right now. You can follow me there uh, and become a subscriber. It's, you know, it's a cup of coffee a month to, to get some of the best BC news. I have national uh, scouts out there that are telling me all the good stuff. I'm getting good info from, from my sources at BC and from the recruits themselves. You're not going to find this anywhere else. And you get my analysis and, and opinion and Mitch who you just had on, on there as well. So go to Eagle Insider subscribe, be caught part of that community. I think you'll really enjoy it. We'll be back again soon. We'll, we'll see y'all again uh, to talk more about BC and Wake Forest for, for Mitch Wolf. This is AJ black. Take care.